0: Welcome everybody to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we review the newest books in the X-Men line called Dawn of X. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by... Hey everybody,
1: I'm Josh. Boo. So... Boo, uh... this man <laughs> who just sat on last week's recording for for an entire week. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Death and family do that.
0: Oh, gotta pull the death and the family yep, card. gotta yeah, pull that... Card. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. So, and thank you guys for uh, requesting where the episode is. Yeah, that was awesome. It's cool to see you guys care. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I, I was going to say some of your names, but I can't remember any of them. So, you know, yeah, and my listeners. phone
1: is out of arm's reach. So,
0: yeah, you know, who mine, you isn't. Are. mine isn't, but I'm not going to, you know, reach for it. Okay. Um, That's cool. So, how, how you been, man? Been doing all right. Been
1: doing all right. Like I said, had some family issues come up. Yeah, and, uh, you know they're still up, but <laughs> I, ignored them. I ignored them for a few days and, and hung out with a special lady friend of mine, and everything's. Shout
0: done. out! Shout out! Shout out to special lady friends out there! <laughs> to all the special, ladies. all the
1: special lady friends. <laughs> Much like the last listeners, I, I you know you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm sure she feels very special you you know you know who you are you, you know who you are <laughs> this is the test to see if she even listens <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah that's fair my lovely girlfriend does not listen she basically told me she's like i hear your voice enough oh I yeah no, you, I, I, no i hear your opinions I, enough
1: i already know she doesn't listen
0: <laughs> i don't blame her <laughs> Just like uh, I'm your lady friend for now. No, no, she hears my voice all the time every day. It's fine. It's, um, it's
1: <laughs> a lot to deal with people like us, Nick. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> so, have you had any plans on seeing New Mutants in any form or fashion before no. it hits BOD? <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
1: no, no, I don't think so. No, it's not worth it. I'm not. If, if you had come back and said, Josh, this is truly an amazing film. Then maybe I'd risk it, but I don't really want to risk sitting in a movie theater.
0: I oh, don't know. I saw I, I went to a drive thru, but still, yeah. Going yeah. to a drive thru by yourself is weird.
1: Yeah, no. You know, like once I start masturbating, people get real uncomfortable and stuff. So it's, <laughs> it's real, real. Weird.
0: Uh, all right. So <laughs> listeners, this time I'm not the one getting high. So nope. No, you're not. By That's the way, nice I, I went back. I listened to that episode. I went like kind of skipped around. It was good. Yeah, halfway through, man, I <laughs> was definitely going away. It was good. Yeah, that shit kicked in like yeah, big time. Yeah, it did. It like was before.
1: fun. <laughs> it was fun playing it back. My special lady friend got to hear snippets of it, which is why I know she doesn't listen to the podcast. But when I was editing it up, she's like, "Wow, you guys are having a good time, huh?"
0: so yeah yeah, i thought it was gonna take way longer to kick in surprise so uh (laughs) i've been doing pretty good just reading escaping the terrible world through my x-men comics uh today guys we are reviewing wolverine four and five hellions four x-force 12 uh giants has x-men storm and uh new mutants 12 that but is correct. I'm telling you guys that because next episode will be the path and the beginning of the X of Swords. That's right. Where we will have, I believe, two issues of Excalibur. Yes. X-Men, and then the actual first issue of X of Swords. Yes. And maybe for fun, Juggernaut and X Factor 3, maybe. Yes. Time permitting. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Even though, and I want your guys' opinion Juggernaut is not a mutant so should we cover that book oh make a poll yeah I'll, I'll, you, you, yeah, make I'll, I'll poll. remind you I'll remind you like you have more listeners on your page okay Maybe. listeners don't forget to subscribe to nick at <laughs> madman 3005, 3005.
1: So yeah. I don't have
0: to be the only one to post Pulse. If if you want the latest updates on Power Rangers, Sentai, or Kamen Rider, oh, especially good- Kamen Rider Gaim, that's I'm what I'm sorry. watching right now. Decisions. That's a great <laughs> that's a great show. I'm catching up on Kamen Rider Gaim. Anyway,
1: so... Deepest and sincerest apologies to all of our listeners for my knowingly <laughs> fatal mistake. I do love the
0: idea. Some people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, I, I do love the fact that People like me, you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. I one day I'm gonna make you just watch some some of my random Japanese stuff. And <laughs> catch me. Fast, fast, with, your ter- fast, ter- with your terrible attention span, I think these will actually capture your attention for at maybe. least thirty minutes. Maybe they're Let's thirty minutes long, so yeah. All right. Oh, that's not bad. All right.
1: That's that's the content I crave these days.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you're the you're the Adult Swim crowd of like fifteen minute episodes.
1: Except I hate fucking Adult Swim. <laughs> you do? I do.
0: Really? I never knew that. Yeah, I'm
1: not twenty seven, you know, or, or younger, so it's <laughs> pretty fair. dumb as fuck. Um <laughs> anyway, send your Rick and Morty fan somewhere else, I guess, people.
0: <laughs> Rick and Morty's really good.
1: It is good. No, I, I I'm picking on that one because I do actually like that one.
0: That's the one you like. That's yeah, the All one. All right, guys. Let's get started because we got Something a lot of about books Oh yeah, I don't it's because I don't want to fucking talk about these. Yeah, because, okay, so what happened listeners is he told me that he hated these two issues of Wolverine. I did. Like last week, and today I read them, and I really actually enjoyed number four, and I really didn't enjoy number five, so let's get to why. Let's get to why. So, previously in Wolverine, we had Wolverine stop the pale girl, and when he stopped her, he used Magneto's helmet, to block her psychic energy and all that good stuff. So this issue begins with him confronting the council and kind of chucking the helmet at Magneto. Yes. And kind of like, I don't give a shit because he's Wolverine. Yes. But I liked Xavier's...
1: This was the one and only part of the book I liked.
0: (laughs) I really enjoyed the kind of reaction Xavier had to, this isn't about you being a loner. This is more about... Showing respect so we all know our place and we all know our role and we all have a community. Like, this is not about your bullshit, kind of. Mm -hmm. And then he told everyone, or he told Xavier that he used Magneto's helmet as a piss bucket.
1: That is correct, which we all assumed he did.
0: Yeah. Um, I did like the little bit where Wolverine's like, You pulled my skeleton out one time. I guess, yeah,
1: Yeah, I know. He was like, You he took my helmet he's like you pulled my entire <laughs> skeletal system out of my body and now remember you remember that want-
0: jim lee shit
1: you remember that shit man in our time that was like four years ago
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs> so all right so this is the aspect i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna breeze through the next issue and you'll see why but this issue i like the idea of wolverine he, doesn't feel, he still doesn't feel perfectly comfortable on Krakoa. It's peaceful, yep. it's happy, and he knows it's going to make him soft. So he likes to go. He has a hidden gate that he uses where he likes to go to this random, in the middle of nowhere bar, just drink and forget about everything. Seems very,
1: very Wolverine. Yep, very Wolverine so far.
0: Now I don't for I don't think you've read much of the Scott Snyder run of Batman, but this artwork is the most Greg Capullo, but not Greg Capullo artwork I've oh, seen in a long I, time. But
1: yeah, I've read enough to yeah. Now that you say that, I do. Yeah, that's exactly what this looks like.
0: Like everyone at this bar is just a Greg Capullo artwork. It's really weird.
1: That is that is a really good point.
0: Yeah. So they immediately give Wolverine shit. We don't know why Wolverine vaguely recognizes everyone here doesn't know why and more and more we see him getting woozy like something's not right with the whole situation and then we get a little page about a trauma so a mutant trauma support group sorry where basically people talk about situations that mutants caused and how people got hurt and they talk about it but also they plan to get revenge if they have to so when you think about humans have been hurt by mutants Wolverine probably has quite a few people he's fucked up. Correct over the centuries. Yeah. So Wolverine wakes it's the up in dawn the, of time depending yeah. on the fucking storyline. I stick with the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah, uh, Wolverine wakes up in the bathroom, and one of the guys he got into a fight with is dead, and he's—I did like this moment because it was kind of like, all right, I kill people, but I don't think I killed him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't—I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like my style. And Wolverine realizes all these people in some way, shape, or form, he wronged. And I did kind of like it. Like, one of them was, remember that bar fight you were in and you threw a chair and it hit my girlfriend. She got a blood clot and died a week later. Yeah. Like, stuff like that I like. I like the idea that these repercussions kind of gang up on you. And Wolverine knows he's had this coming for a while. So I like this this version of that. I think what I disliked... I'll go ahead and just yeah finish up.: yeah. So eventually, the only person that doesn't know what's going on is the sheriff, and he's kind of surprised by the whole situation. I don't get why this one guy's eating a fly. that's weird. Yeah. but um, they didn't really explain that. No, they did but, not, did they? But these people do understand that Wolverine, you can't do anything to him. He's going to survive. So they like said, we're going to put him on ice. We're literally going to throw him in an ice pit, and he's just going to freeze, and he's going to be in prison forever. That's what's going to happen. And what I kind of liked is Wolverine isn't really fighting. Like he feels like a part of him feels he does deserve this to a degree. Yeah, he does. But, but the more he's becoming a little more coherent, he's like, wait a minute. I still didn't kill that guy in the bathroom. And then he realizes it was Omega Red. And Omega Red just decimates everyone in this group. Which made me think about that no killing humans rule Krakoa has. But yeah well gets that maybe kind of gets that later maybe in a different book yeah but um he decimates everyone wolverine's kind of freaking out trying to stop him and then wolverine falls into the ice and i guess this makes it the most accurate cover for a comic book because the cover is just (laughs) omega red that is the first time it's ever happened yeah it's a very accurate cover and and the ending of the book is basically the cover of the book which, with the Mega Red holding Wolverine under ice until yes. he drowns. Yep, And that's the end of issue four. And I actually did enjoy it. I will say it's, it's...
1: My disdain for the next issue does taint my feelings for this issue because it all felt like wasted energy on a very bad... 30 days of night fucking
0: that's what i was gonna say because the ending of the book you do see like a big kind of like army ish of vampires yeah which that's why i was like wait a minute oh yeah there was a vampire storyline in that double issue yeah that totally just got forgotten about because why would you do two separate stories in your first issue
1: and so the idea that they're gonna be like okay now here let's shoehorn this vampire one in and then how quickly it gets brought back up and then ended. It's just insanity. But before,
0: sorry, before we get to issue five, issue four, I give three and a half X's.
1: I gave it, let's see, because I, I might have been more generous at that time. Two.
0: Two? <laughs> All right. So here's the thing guys want to know what happened in issue five? It's Wolverine inside 30 Days of Night. Yep. That's My review if you haven't read 30 Days of Night, it's a really good book and a it's pretty a, underrated movie, I think. it was really a, a very
1: good movie,
0: yeah. Josh yeah. Harton, it's good stuff. Yeah. It, uh, was like, it was basically,
1: uh, he was basically recast from Black
0: Hawk Down, <laughs> but they said, but this time they're zombies, yeah. Vampires, I mean, but, vampires. Uh, so, if you guys don't know, 30 Days of Night, um, I want to say it's from like early 2000s, yeah. Um, but basically, it's a town you know in Alaska. The sun goes down for a whole month and these vampires go to this town and they said, you know what? We can just chill here and kill everyone in town and eat everyone and then burn the town down and no one is the wiser. Yep. And that's the premise of the first, at least the first volume of 30 days a night. And that's like this whole issue felt like. Yeah. Wolverine is trapped in ice. Um, we assume the vampires are going to use his blood to, I guess, walk during the day. That's what they
1: vaguely say. They like make these little like amulets out of it. Yeah, somehow, which like, is the plot of Blade, right? But whatever. A little bit, and uh, which I guess it's allowed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, somehow Wolverine's blood allows yep. him to walk in daytime because he can he can regenerate.
0: Hello. So. With this issue and, like, the weird amulets of blood, and we get, like, a detailed breakdown of his blood, which doesn't doesn't really make sense, whatever. Three major vampires. (laughs) Yeah. Three major vampires, Dracula and two other vampires, are basically rampaging this town and throwing their bodies in the trucks. These three kind of kid vampires, of course, relatively kids. They could be 100 years old or whatever. um, They were kids at one point because they stayed young they drag wolverine's ice block out of the farmhouse and he breaks out he assumes they're trying to kill him and he's like no no we want to help you we broke you out and wolverine teams up with these kids that say they they feed off animals instead of humans yeah so we know they're good he teams up with them and they drive snow speeders with <laughs> stakes on the front and they fight the vampires and it's some decent action And eventually Wolverine kills the, not Dracula, but the female lead vampire. Now, there is one aspect of this book I actually did like. Forgetting the fact that it's rushed and unearned, I really liked the idea that Wolverine's saying, what if we become like vampires? If we get so numb to the idea of dying, there's two options. You stay good or you become this kind of emotionless nothing yeah and for anyone who's watched the good place you do kind of get that sense too um and i don't want to spoil the good place so but if you've watched that there's an idea like that in the good place also um that idea i liked and i feel like that was the point but the idea that like i feel like both these books written by the same person had totally different tones like you could have stretched out the idea of the first book issue four for like two or three issues and really got into like the nitty gritty and the consequences of your actions over the years. But instead you blended it with another story that could have also been like two or three issues of its own both, event. Both of those storylines
1: were rushed and had, as you just put it, unearned payoffs that each should have been at least two issues. Yeah. But because of X of Swords, and I don't know why else. Like, they just like crammed it all in, unless that was
0: always the plan, in which case. It has not. to be, because if you're making the storyline, this is only issue five. So he wasn't surprised no. when X of Swords was going to happen. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So I don't know. It did feel like an editorial thing, but I don't know. It, it definitely felt weird. Like, if we just only read issue four and it didn't end with an army of vampires, I would have been like, this is really good. Right? I would have had a whole different tone of that.
1: Yeah. Other than I still would have felt it was very rushed and a little like too convenient, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I gave issue five two X's. I gave it one X. That's fair. Yeah. Because X's are required. (laughs) Oh, did you read the, did you see the X of Swords tie in at the back? When Wolverine Ryan. gets sucked up by a giant rainbow?
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. I was I totally forgot about that. Yeah, thank you. That was kind of funny where he's ready to do this big thing and then like Thor just bifrost gated him. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, I, okay. is that Exosaurus yeah. or is that something else? That well, it happens happening? at the end of um, Excalibur. No, maybe it
1: happens at X Giant X Men.
0: Still, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, the books I'm not allowed to read, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that's the Wolverine issues. Next up, this book that might end up being like second or third favorite book in the line right now, Hellions number four. Yeah, another solid Hellions issue. Yeah, I'm really liking this book. I really like whatever is happening to Havoc to Alex. Yeah, like mentally, mm-hmm. whatever's happening to them. So, this book starts off with Madeline Pryor kind of revealing her evil plan to uh, Havoc about releasing the demons. And you go, Oh, yeah, she was like demon, goblin queen, yeah, whatever. Vaguely,
1: she magic. was, I think it was over limbo, wasn't it? Like, yeah. wasn't
0: so, yeah. So, she's vaguely magic, a lot like magic. And as she's telling Alex all this, we cut to can't remember her name right now. Oh, Arclight, Arclight eating, uh, John and gray crow. Gray crow. Yes. Uh, eating him, And he's kind of saying, it's okay. I'm going to heal. But we also find out that Madeline Pryor is opening up all the clone, uh, clone tubes, I guess. Yeah. And that's that's making her lose control of the original clones, or I guess the originals in general. And they're kind of getting their sense back as is happening. Uh, the orphan maker, no, sorry. Nanny is finally getting ripped apart and like her armor ish is getting peeled. Yeah. Which also we never, I don't think this book ever goes back to orphan maker and like his weird spewing stuff.
1: No, they did not.
0: That's weird. I, I just realized that. Yeah. Huh. So while it's happening, wild child and Psylocke rescue Nanny. And I love this part where wild child it's, it's stabbed by a spear and Psylocke is like, get back up. And he's like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Like, no sympathy. Are you okay? Get no. up.
1: <laughs> get back in there.
0: Yes, ma'am. Like, that's it. I love that. Yeah. And as they're getting control of themselves, the original Marauders, and even it's so, like their skin kind of like healing almost. A little bit, yeah. But they're more aware. Yeah. Uh, Grey Crow shoots all of them. Knowing I, in this head, I'm assuming knowing, like I'm going to revive them through the I think process. That, if everything.
1: I'm not mistaken, that was what we're what we're told at at the end. Just this yes, only yeah. this part is that that was always his plan. was yeah. to go there. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah yes, yes,
1: because he wanted them to be resurrected.
0: So they run to save Havoc, and I. This part was interesting because Madeline Pryor is kind. Of, you're kind of seeing Havoc isn't scared he's hearing all these terrible things and he's just kind of almost happy to be with her. Yeah. Which is sad and disturbing all at once. Yeah, it is. Uh, As the Hellions are moving into the base, they see where basically Sinister threw away all the bad clones and just dumped their bodies. And we'll get more of this later, but uh, Nanny is horrified by this.
1: She is disgusted and angry and just... Yeah, I can't wait to revisit that in a minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So all this is happening, and I was really surprised because if you look at the artwork, Greco shoots Madeline Pryor in, like, the diamond, and I thought that was going to protect her. But no, she's just dying. Yeah. And then Madeline fixes um, Havoc's mouth that he kind of ripped open, and then she just says, I want them to know I was real.
1: I know, man. This was like a really fucking touching story. Like again, like I know last issue was also very like emotionally heavy, but the, the follow up to it and, and the payoff here with Madeline dying and in, in Alex's arms, is just, it's really fucking sad. And I hope what we get at the end of this book is not the end of that discussion.
0: I don't think so now that seems to be almost the point of the book. I hope so. Trauma and dealing with it. Because yeah. then Havoc has kind of a mental break and just destroys everything. He wreaks havoc. Oh. Um, and destroys everything in the mansion, in this mansion, while the team runs out and uh, Grey Crow constantly saying, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> like,
1: this He's isn't going to be good. Yeah. I love how it's just getting, like, just calm, calm, calm until the very last
0: one where it's like, fuck. <laughs> And then uh, havoc saying, "Did I do that?"
1: <laughs> yeah, he really pulls an Urkel here, man.
0: Yeah. And then I really like this recap in the back.
1: Oh my god, I love it—the mission, really, the post-mission report from. Yeah,
0: someone. it's it's really detailed, but like, it just seems really well thought out. Uh huh. I agree. Oh, and before that, I really like where uh, Wild Child says we really are a bunch of crazy sons of fu- sons of bitches. Yeah. And laughs and, everyone, and yeah everyone
1: burst into laughing
0: and like with a nanny saying like don't laugh Peter It's like but it was funny yeah <laughs> it
1: was the it was the um stereotypical bonding moment but of course the when you have a group of psychopaths they're all gonna <laughs> bond over that you know
0: so we cut to the page kind of describing like you just said how Grey Crow, that was his idea in the first place to bring them back. Now, a lot happens in this page, but the most important one to me is the idea that the council is debating what is Madeline Pryor? Yeah. Is she a clone or her own person? If she's a clone, we don't bring her back. I know. Like, that's a really interesting debate.
1: That's fucking crazy, man. Like, this, I don't, like, this the issue alone made me not want to give a fuck about X of Swords, and I just want like, I want twenty-two issues of that debate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: because the uh, the decision is that she is just a clone. But then, yeah. what does that mean for someone like X twenty-three? Exactly. Or if you want to say, well, X twenty-three is a female; she's her own person. What about Honey Badger? That is a clone of X twenty-three. Yeah, no. So if you ever bring her back, then you're breaking your rules. Like, it's really crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I, I just so the moment Nick is explaining is when Scott finds Alex sitting outside when Bar um, Sinister as they, the council just had their meeting and Scott's the one who informed him that the council decided that Maddie's a clone and not coming back. And, and I
0: I like this part yeah. where Alex says, "What do you want?" Exactly. Like I mean, you're the one who fucking married her and had a kid with her. I know. <laughs> I'm like, and here, what this, do you want?
1: This exchange between Alex and Scott, I think I'm going to go ahead and just read out. I think because yeah, it's I think it's really telling and going way back for for a lot of fans. So after Alex asks Scott what he wants, Scott says, "It doesn't matter." I'm sorry it didn't work out. Havoc replies, with, she was a real person, Scott. She existed. Scott just says again, I'm sorry, Alex. And then in the background, oh as Alex God. is crying, <laughs> is fucking a silhouette of Mr. Sinister and then a close-up that ends with Mr. Sinister saying, I keep expecting this shit to get old, and it never does. Not once. Not ever. He so, fucking
0: loves fucking with the Summers family.
1: That's all he lives for. <gasps> And really, what the fuck that, but like I also read that and it was like does that not explain us as readers? <laughs> like yeah. that's what we keep coming back for. <laughs> like we're all, also we all love Mr. Sinister because he gives us the Scott the the summer brothers drama we crave.
0: Well, I lo- I loved because this moment actually hit me when Havoc is saying she was a real person, she existed. It's like yelling like we have to accept that she was real. Like you can't forget her and I can't forget her. Like she was her own fucking person.
1: I know. It's just, like it's he's like, begging honestly, for that this, confirmation. This just breaks my heart in ways that like I can't quite articulate right now. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is bad for a podcast. But like <laughs> it's it's just really sad and I really hope they revisit this more. And and much like Mr. Sinister, I am craving more of this fucking Summers Brothers drama shit. Let's do it. Let's get yeah. messy with these motherfuckers.
0: And also, we did have a page where we find yes. out Wild Child is now worshiping oh, <laughs> Psylocke.
1: Yeah. yeah, part of that data page or like post mission report was basically saying now Wild Child just views Psylocke as the alpha and just yeah. follows her around. And the That's only cruel. time he's aggressive now is if he thinks she's in danger.
0: Yeah, I love that. And then yes, the next page after Sinister's talking, after a terrible moment, is I guess the recreation of that meme from The Office. You know what I mean? When oh. Dwight is when Dwight has um, what's her name pop up behind him? Yeah. Cause oh. Nanny pops up behind Sinister and he goes, Oh my god, please, a little warning next time. So I love that moment. I love his reaction of like, where the fuck did you come from?
1: Yeah. He's, <laughs> Because that goes back, too, to, like, one of the first issues where, like, every time he sees her, he's freaked the fuck out.
0: He does not like like her. (laughs) The
1: man that, like, creates ghastly fucking creatures is freaked out by this little egg with a mouth.
0: (laughs) I love that. And um, Nanny says, I saw what you did. All those dead mutant children thrown away like trash. You're in an awful lot of trouble, Mr. Sinister. Like, she does not like this at all. At all. And flat out threatens them. When I come to punish you, I want to know how many orphans it will make. And they just says, hmm, I didn't love that. <laughs> just the look <laughs> I just I, I screenshot that so fast. <laughs>
1: like, oh my god, that is the perfect way to be. But I also I also think it's great in case we hate X of Swords, we now have a meme ready that because right under it. Right under Mr. Sinister saying, hmm, didn't love that, says next, X of Swords.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I gave that issue uh, five Xs.
1: I did too. It was just very, like, I just want more of that.
0: I'm really looking forward to more Hellions because the artwork's great. The writing's fantastic. The story is surprising.
1: Yeah, it's very, very good.
0: Yeah, so that's a great, that's, I think that's my second favorite X-Men book right now, Marauders and Hellions. Yeah, maybe too. I might, yeah. So, now for a book, I was, oh wait, are we doing Storm or X-Force? Where do you want to go? You want to do Storm? Yeah, do Storm. I've been talking enough. You go. One second then, let me, I gotta Because listeners, I, my comic store has not been giving me any of the giant size, the last like four giant size, either our comic store gets shorted or they just didn't put it in my box and there wasn't any left, but mainly we've been getting shorted and they come in like two weeks later.
1: That's, that's some bullshit.
0: Like, I got the Phantom X one today.
1: Oh, okay. That's crazy. That's still a good book though. You should check it out. I should, yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, I get them because I subscribe digitally to comics because um, I always have. I always will. Pandemic notwithstanding. (laughs) Um, So, we might remember last. So, in Giant Size X-Men number one, it it was all about Gene and Emma trying to figure out what was wrong with Storm. And they discover that she had a new techno-organic virus that was probably a result of dealing with the children of the vault that we still have no fucking clue what's happening there, but let's jump into X of goddamn sorts. Anyway, (laughs) so the book starts with Gene consulting, uh, or not, consoling Storm saying that she's sorry. They've tried everything and they don't know how to cure this virus. And then Emma says why do you care like you just die in 30 days and we'll bring you back like what's the big deal and storm is like about to tell her something when monet interrupts and says that um
0: hold on a second i never thought of that i never thought like oh yeah this whole drama about her dying it's okay (laughs) yeah i know
1: honestly for that in that moment too i was like oh yeah But at the the end of this story, it's like such a, it's such a powerful statement for those who kind of mock the resurrection process anyway. So, Jean had told Storm that they had consulted all the most brilliant mutants on Krakoa. And so then Monet interrupts and says, "Um, actually, you didn't, I I know how to save Storm. (laughs) Because as you may or may not know, Monet possesses many abilities. One of them is she's quite literally the smartest person in the world. So, later we cut to Monet with uh, Cypher and Warlock, what we'll call Douglock, I guess, for this. And they are breaking into somebody's house from AIM because they're trying to recruit a team of people who will go into the place that Phantom X keeps trying to go into in his issue. Because in there, Monet knows there is something that can save... Storm. So the team is put together and they invade Phantom X's homeworld and while doing so are confronted by these temporal organic machines that exist in this crazy world that you'll see when you when you read Phantom X. But Storm realizes that it's an environment and she can control it so she is able to kind of fight off all these things but in doing so she uses her her strength and and passes out because she's the virus is consuming her more in this time they stumble on phantom x who's talking to the one person i was telling you about in the last issue he says don't worry about this go keep doing what you guys are doing i'll catch up with you later and that's basically just like that catch up with you later is filled in by the phantom x issue yeah um so the scientist from AIM is like, okay, here's how we save Storm. Put her in this machine. I'm going to hit all these fancy buttons. It's all like very quite literally dose ex machina, you know, like just here's the machine we need. It's going to save this. It's going to do this. And it takes that out of her body. And the virus, because it's in this strange world, is also kind of sentient now. So it's contained in a weird force field that is created by this aim scientist as well. And only Doug seems to realize that there's a creature or a, at least some kind of sentient being that is now living in this, this contrapment and seems to think that that's going to be an issue eventually. <laughs> so, but no way listens to him or mainly because it's Doug. He doesn't really tell anybody. So, As Storm is being fixed and and rid of the techno organic virus, she gives a monologue as her response to Emma about why would I want to live? Why not just surrender to the inevitable? How can you even define a good life this way? And then here's her response to why not. The true measure of life is in the living. It, is, it isn't a series of do-overs and restarts. It's fighting for what you have and what you believe in. It's fighting for who you are. I am a mutant. I am a goddess, and I want to live. And then she bursts out of the thing that was saving her, and she like, saves all her friends from being attacked by these little robot creatures. And the book ends, like I said, with Cypher saying, we shouldn't really leave this here, but okay. They, they leave.
0: Oh, Cypher.
1: Yep. They leave, and that's it. Like, the last panel is basically uh, Cypher basically saying to this creature in its own language now, Yeah, I'll be seeing you too. And that's the last one before X of Swords. So I'm sure that's somehow a tie into whatever the fuck X of Swords is building up to, too. Who fucking knows? <laughs> But anyways, it's a really, it's a really powerful story. And of course it's storm telling people why it's to appreciate why death is still to be fought off, even though you can just be brought back. Life isn't just about dying. It's about living. It's about preserving life. It's about saving the people you care about. It's about being with the people you care about. Not, it's not, if, If you can just undo it every time, it's going to lose its value.
0: Yeah. That's nice. I like that. All All right. right. How many X's did you give it? I gave it five X's. Nice. All right. So next up, we have X Force 12. Also, um, uh, Benjamin Percy, I believe. Yes. He writes the Wolverine books. Yes, he does. And I originally liked him from his Green Arrow run during Rebirth uh, in D.C. This guy's consistency is so weird. Like, to the point where I feel like I can't, it has to be somewhat editorial. Like, no one is this inconsistent where they have really good stories and really pointless stories.
1: I I can't figure it out. I mean, within the 12 issues of X-Force alone. Up and down totally up and down holy shit i never know what i'm gonna get is this gonna be a dumb fucking story or is this gonna be something fucking cool like like this issue i really like this
0: issue yeah me kind of yeah me too like all the ideas presenting have been interesting i love that he's made kid omega this kenny of the group yeah
1: i do i do kind
0: of like that too right (laughs) like he's always fucking dying
1: that's a really funny point
0: Except actually in this issue, where before he dies, um, this bad guy whose name I can't remember, who stole Xavier's sword. Yeah. What's his name again?
1: I'm There's blanking it. on it right now, too. It's Mikhail.
0: Mikhail. Um, instead of killing him, he is dragging uh, Kid Omega to, in Russia, kind of saying, like, I'm not betraying my own people. I am Russia. That's what I am. Yeah. And I guess he's a, he was originally a mutant, or is a mutant. Yeah, he's and, a mutant. He's part of the fucking
1: Colossus family tree. I don't remember all the.
0: that. Oh, he actually is? Okay. Yeah. He's if a I'm, Rasputin? Unless,
1: yeah, unless I'm way off. But I'm, I'm fairly certain he has family ties, but like, he's like the black sheep of the family.
0: So the best part of this book, I believe, is in this little segment over here, Between Sage and Beast where a sage is like, I feel like I'm dying here. I don't know what's going on. He's like, don't worry. I had Forge make you a little health backpack. You're going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. And um, there's a little moment where a sage is like, okay, I'm awake. Let's get to work. But she's kind of having a little attitude with Beast. And Beast says, but I'm only trying to help. I'm only trying to do what's right. And she says, I know you are, Beast. That could be your motto. Like, this idea that he's always trying to do what he thinks is best, yeah. but it's not always the best.
1: She even says too, but nonetheless, oh, yeah. you always manage to sneak in a little wrong.
0: I love that. I really love that because that yeah. is especially the last like ten years or so. Yeah, that Beast. is summing up Beast. Yeah, he's been getting progressively more analytical scientist. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be nice and say analytical, like just taking yeah. the emotion out of it.
1: Yeah,
0: and maybe that would maybe it goes all the way
1: back to Grant Morrison.
0: Yeah, I think so. I when he think- has first evolution, quote yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So after that, Sage is trying to track down where all this shit's going down, and we cut back to the group that I legitimately forgot. I forgot this group, <laughs> the Zeno. Oh yeah, yeah, Z- yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, totally forgot they were a thing because we only saw them in like issue two or when they rescued Domino and that's that's about it. That's true, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: So the Xeno group that's anti-mutant, of course, xenophobic, get it. Um, They're experimenting on one of their own. And I love when bad guys do this. We're like, well, we can't beat the mutants, those mutant freaks, so we're going to change ourselves.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. It's
0: like, wait, that's...
1: All right, whatever.
0: We're going to make ourselves our own type of mutant by humans to beat the mutants
1: it's like okay whatever dude like <laughs> you're,
0: at this point you're just je- you're not you're, yeah, not you're just jealous
1: <laughs> more jealous than racist at this point yeah. just...
0: but we have uh what was it mikhail
1: mikhail yeah
0: mikhail uh kind of pop in and be like you're doing a meeting without me huh whoopty shit <laughs> but he's kind of presents his idea that like you're looking at it the wrong way. It doesn't matter if they're mutants. What matter is they're from Kokoa. They are a foreign enemy. That's what they are. Yep. And what you need to do is work with mutants to beat mutants. Since you're doing this shit to your body anyway. Yeah, right. Which I do like. Then we cut to uh, Omega Red killing deer in the in the woods, and he's saying like, "Well, your land provides," and it's like, "Yeah, beast saying beast. Yes, but only if you contribute." And then they, um, what's it? Black Tom uses yeah. the vines and captures Omega Red. At this point, I'm like, why are they attacking him? Like, it took me a second to click. Or like, why would you attack him? He didn't do anything. That's a different yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, he's Russian. Wait yeah. a minute, is that a thing? Like, this is an oddly like racist book. This is xenophobic.
1: A bit Cold War book, man.
0: Like, let's gather all the Russian mutants. All yeah. two of them. Well, three technically, but all yeah. two of them. <laughs> and interrogate them essentially.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty wild, I guess not even Cold War. I guess we're still anti-Russia because we can't differentiate people from politics. But...
0: No, that's ridiculous. Um this issue also has for because I have the physical copy, has a great breakdown of the X of Swords event in like cover pages. Oh yeah, which like that, which yeah. yeah, it has like, a whole layout of which issues what and like you know, Wolverines number 15 and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool breakdown for me while I was looking through it. Uh, Then we cut to Wolverine and um, Beast going to Colossus with his new girlfriend, who's very pixie dream girl for some reason. Yeah, I don't. We don't. I I keep thinking she's fake. I keep thinking she's gonna like. I know. I'm not digging this. De digitize and like go away. Like it's a holiday. Like somebody's
1: controlling Colossus through his penis or something. Yeah,
0: it's really weird. So they come and, like, hey, man, everything's good. We just have a few questions for you. But to me, as the reader, like, he's immediately acting kind of suspicious. Like, I was expecting mm-hmm. this to happen. Like, yeah. were, you, were you expecting a Russian mutant to invade the country and then they're going to question you? That's a really specific thing, to. <laughs> to yeah, so
1: now I have more questions for you, Colossus.
0: <laughs> exactly. So this girl... Kind of threatens the the other mutant, saying like, "Oh, I can use the water to attack you." And I think she attacks Beast. Yeah, yeah. She's like water at Beast, so that's a good idea. And uh, Domino points a gun at her head, and Klaus is like, "Everyone, just chill. We're gonna go, whatever." So here's something we can have a deep discussion about. that That was really interesting. Beast says, "Can you put these cuffs on?" I know it's for show. You can break out of them easily, but it's it's the rules they go through the portal and like all the mutants are there to watch Colossus and Wolverine and Domino are both shocked. Like what the hell's going on? And we cut to this data page. I found this data page really interesting because basically beast thinking kind of the same way Wolverine has been thinking, but taking it to a different degree, how people think they're actually safe when they're not. And when he brings it up to Xavier, he doesn't really take him seriously. Mm -hmm. so like he almost wants to show people on purpose traitors can exist because just because we're all happy and peace loving right now people are still people people are still traitors murderers liars Mm -hmm. and he wants to make a show of that which is more fucked up because he's using a guy he's known for most of his life he's using oh yeah 100 percent this isn't some random mutant. If he did this to Omega Red, I wouldn't be like, "Yeah, that's kind of fucked up." No, he's no, doing he it to does. Colossus. He, yeah, and
1: as we f- are about to find out, every other Russian mutant he can find.
0: Yeah. So
1: the part that I don't like, though,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it appears that everyone is at the gate because they're mad at Colossus for being a traitor. Like they're there because they think he's a. a a russian spy is that what i'm to believe i
0: I took it as beast announced there's gonna be some kind of investigation of a traitor i think to him and his weird point of view it's more impactful if you pop through a gate and one of the most famous mutants is now i see okay
1: okay so they didn't so these people didn't show up because they thought it was already going to be colossus they're just now finding out colossus right now okay yes because i I because originally when i thought maybe they knew it was going to be like a russian thing and they were expecting classes i was like there's no way storm and nightcrawler and banshee and jubilee and, and no they, they have the
0: same like, reaction as wolverine and domino have right now they'd yeah. be like what the fuck and wolverine actually punches beast in the gut like what the fuck are you doing like yeah it seems like they thought this is going to be a whole discreet thing they go to the council and interview him and whatever yeah but again in the text page and there's his uh, log book which also is beast gonna become the villain of this book or something it feels his like log it. books are getting increasingly like dark like i'm doing this for the greater good are we gonna find issue. out
1: they accidentally brought back dark beasts consciousness in regular beast or something like- i
0: don't know it's really weird right now what they're doing with beast we have a guest say hi hey my lovely hi. girlfriend hey honey do you do you think beast is secretly a bad guy
1: I always think that he's
0: up to something all right there you go she had no good idea what- or bad good or bad all right that's fair yeah. so <laughs> so um yeah it's it's really fucked up that beast did this to a guy he's known for most of his life yeah i agree just to prove a point that traitors and bad people can exist mm-hmm. but again yeah, it's very interesting up. so then The last things, a few things we see is uh, Mikhail. What is this? The clones? Oh, no. This is the evolution tubes, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's saying, like, I saw you did the domino and how you took some of her powers. Let's work it. Let's do the same thing on this guy. It's Kid Omega. So if you have a whole army with Kid Omega powers of people who are basically drones and listen to you, that's very dangerous.
1: Yeah, that's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. It's terrifying that Kid Omega has those powers because like, he's yeah. not like you
0: know what i mean like he's not reliable so that happens and then we cut to wolverine asking gene to use her powers to read the mind of your friend and that asshole so we see omega red and colossus tied up waiting to be interrogated the two russians
1: <laughs> yeah i like that they somehow weren't able to get iliana <laughs>
0: I guess like they do trust her like she was I would assume like she wasn't even there during that situation she was I would whatever assume
1: happens. I would assume they're like we're never gonna hold magic anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> like Colossus will stay here because he's a good guy we can subdue Omega Red
0: yeah
1: Ileana won't sit for this and we can't make her so <laughs> let's just not bother her
0: now, this last data page we have, I found really interesting because it was describing the scene where Beast and Wolverine went to get him. Yeah. And the last few parts of it that are crossed out seem to be what Peter originally wanted to do. Is that what was supposed to take from it? Maybe. It's not what happened. It's what he. No, it's not what happened,
1: but like, whose writing is this, though? Like, that's what I don't, I don't know. know. It's somebody in Russian because it's signed in Russian.
0: Because the last part essentially is imagine what happened before where yeah. everyone came and, and he then, left quietly. But instead, he just killed them, killed them apparently. Yeah. So I kept thinking, like, is this what he really wanted to do in that moment? Is this the I, woman that was there? I, yeah, I, I was like, is there some, like, alternate version of this that, like,
1: happened and then they, like, resurrected people and like scratched it out and like no one knows no one was the wiser like
0: yeah something like something like that like it was definitely out of nowhere but interesting mm-hmm. so i give this book uh four x's i liked it um i did too actually according to my app so yeah i would love for you to go back and look at all the reviews you gave to um x-force mm-hmm. to all the star reviews and how it changes okay like if it's if it's consistent or not yeah wouldn't it be wouldn't it be hilarious
1: if they bought in four stars but like i'm like oh
0: yeah, so, I'll
1: have yeah. I have to re-download them to get the ratings, but okay, oh, okay. I'll do that. I'll have that ready for next time.
0: <laughs> so that was X Force. Now we're to our final book. Oh no, sorry, we have two books. My bad. Uh, our next book is New Mutants. Let's kind of just 12.
1: yeah. This one's really good, but let's I guess maybe like speed through a little bit. Yeah, that way we yeah. can spend a little bit of time on Marauders and still not.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like, um, so. Over, so. I'm going to save the Roman stuff for its own part. Uh, Actually, no, no. Let's start with the Roman stuff and then we'll cut to the main story.
1: Yeah.
0: So we're back in this Roman village in Brazil, right?
1: Yeah.
0: It's in Brazil, right? We were there a few issues ago, randomly. And now we're back there. We see some of the soldiers being attacked by those creatures. And this scientist lady... Yeah, I don't know who
1: she is yet, honestly. I think we
0: saw her at the end of that issue. Yeah, and that's it, but we don't
1: really know. She calls them her pets or her babies or something like that, and that's all And then
0: at the end of this issue, we find out she killed them all. She killed basically the whole city, and she wants to know, yeah, except for a few people, and she wants to know where the original New Mutants that attacked in the first place, where they are. That's kind of like what we get from that story, but just spliced throughout the main story. Yeah. So... In the actual main story, we have uh, Magic, Glob, and who else? What was the other? The Techno? Mirage. The techno...
1: We have Mirage, oh, Magic, another one. and Glob.
0: There was another one that actually hacked everything.
1: Oh, oh uh, Trinary.
0: Trinary, thank you. Um, they find out all the details about the docs website that's been fucking up all the mutants and messing up everyone's life. So Magic, Mirage, and Glob go to the actual headquarters. Now, this whole issue, I, I felt the writer was being very cathartic yeah. and just putting out a lot of frustration with the media that we have today. Where essentially Magic tells the leader of this website how they're fucking up the lives of innocent people. And mainly, the head editor doesn't give a shit, but they tell them, which I really liked, Next time you dock someone, we're going to dox you back. When you post something, it's going to post your home address and your phone number and your full name. So I thought that was really nice. But what really drove this issue home, then to give it for me to give it four stars, was Glob's reaction. Because oh eventually, God. this guy was still being an asshole. Even though they explained to him, people are dying. He's not taking responsibility for it, of course. He's saying, what people do with the information is not our fault. We're trying to expose you guys. You're trying to infringe on our freedom of speech stuff we see today honestly all the time all the time and eventually glob is like enough and he shoves magic and punches him in the face and says if you ever do this again i will kill you i don't care if i'm putting a pit in krakoa i'll kill you this caught me off guard i I love oh i
1: was like boy herman Mr. Glob raised a tough boy, apparently. And then when I found out, the rest I was like, oh. Exactly.
0: And then next page, the data page, is the docs is down temporarily maintenance. We'll be back online shortly. So Lobby. Lobby. website's gone. Um, when Glob punched the guy, I felt the frustration the writer put into the page. I felt like, yeah, I've been wanting to punch a motherfucker in the face from the frustration I personally feel all the time from the, what's happening in the world all the time. Like yeah. it was great, but then we get the last bit where Glob talks about his life, living in a family that hated mutants, and then him becoming a mutant, and becoming the thing his father hated more than anything, and his mom having to kind of sneak him out of the house and bring him to Xavier Mansion, and yeah. then him having to live with people he was raised to hate. Yeah, it was a that really was, good to me. What, that was four the pages, powerful part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like a good he, five he, pages that was just perfect. Well, no, like the part because
1: the story of a mutant being raised in an anti-mutant house and then being shipped away, that's, that's the story of most of the mutants there. Yeah. Yeah. But the part of him that was like, yeah, but I was also raised to hate the mutants. I went to these rallies. I said these words, I held these signs. Like, and now I was, I had to unlearn that myself, even though I was that thing. Like, that was, I think a really good, spin on it in a way to make it very more much more um of our times yeah where, where we're all coping with our learned habits and our in our shit the fa- our families have put on us you know what i mean like
0: well, it was I a great was- film uh i think it's called sins of the father with james gandolfini where he mm. plays a son of a clan member yeah and yeah. like how he was raised in a family of clan clansmen pe- and trying to kind of deprogram himself and he knew it was wrong and like trying Mm -hmm. to be a better person as an adult like this is real shit that happens to people all the time so i I really liked that that was a good good, solid issue had a great literal emotional punch yeah Yeah, that was really nice yeah so that was good but we're only rushing through that listeners because we gotta give the the right amount of time to the return of kitty pride
1: no, the return of Kate Pride.
0: Sorry, you're right. You are right. Respect to this adult woman.
1: You put some respect on this <laughs> proud Jewish woman's
0: name. <laughs> Which I don't know if the cover is the same for your digital copy. My cover is her in her Red Queen outfit. Yep. With the Kill Shaw on her yep. fist. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Badass yep. cover.
1: Yep, love it. And going back so, to her more curly hair too. I love it.
0: I'll let you take the lead. Go for it.
1: All right, so we start off with a more youthful look to to kate than we've seen lately but it's also a different artist so I'm, I'm gonna chalk it up to that but we also noticed that her full-on 70s curly hair is back
0: yeah with, <laughs>
1: which is dope man this is like like first appearance kitty pride all over again you know but now it's first appearance kate pride but one of the things i love most is the shot of lockheed just like curled into her like she's just sleeping <laughs> You like know. He's just like, please, just everybody relax. I'm, tra- I'm trying to hang out. But she is showing up to her um, mutant rebirth ceremony. Storm wants to know how is she to know that this is truly a girl that she feels she raised, a girl that's a daughter to her. And, and Kate re- references the times that she got mad at her for changing her haircut.
0: Yeah, that was nice.
1: And then I loved the part this, and then that girl grew up to get knuckle tattoos. <laughs>
0: so I thought that was but, a cute But bit. before that, actually, I like this moment where Kitty says, I don't know anyone at this party. And she's like, these are all people you've oh, affected yeah. with your group, with the Marauders, people you yeah. saved, you know, lives you've changed. Like, that's really nice. Yeah. That actually reminded me, there was this great moment when um, Jay Leno left the the late show. Where the last episode was really sweet because it opens this big curtain and it's all the children who've been born uh, because of people who were born between cast members and crew members of the show. Like kids who've never been born if the Jay Leno show never happened. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, that is kind of cute. It was really nice. Like all these cameramen and people who met because of Jay Leno had these kids and the whole crew, like the whole uh, audience was those people. Oh, that's awesome. That's really nice, right? I, I kind of thought of that in this moment. These yeah. are all lives you affected. Yeah, really they're like all that.
1: people who get to live now because of the Red Queen.
0: And we've seen Storm give these speeches before about oh, people like, you so you, good you, know, at it. you are a mutant. Who is she, a mutant? But this is special to Storm because, like, this is the woman. I've known her by many names by Shadow Cat, by Sprite, by Kitty. You know, like, this is the woman I know. Like, I, I know. love
1: that. I love it. I, I love their relationship. There was going back to X Men Gold, like, The only one of the only good things that was that came out of that was Kitty's failed wedding. But like the moments between Storm and Kitty were really good in that one, too. Anyway, we also find out um, Bishop and Hank are apparently on the same fucking side. Yeah. So there's a data page of Bishop sending Beast a, a memo basically saying What does he he say in this one? I forgot now. Oh, that he thinks there might be a spy in Krakoa, which is, as we know from X-Force, exactly what Hank thinks too. So he's like, hey, we got to meet. Then we cut to a really wild page of just Kate and Emma riding horses along the beach and just being happy to be alive. And then she's inviting her to... But before they go any further, Kate wants to know what happened to her because she can't remember the last moments of her life. And since Lockheed told Emma, Emma's able to then psychically put it in Kate's mind and she gets to see what happened. And then she tells Emma, I have a better plan of what we should do. And she gives it to Emma psychically who uh, Emma loves it. So yeah. whatever Kate came up with, uh, it seems like it's going to be fucking wild. So Next way, we have Kate showing up on horseback to her own welcome back party with all of her friends. I'm gonna get into it here. She sees Rachel.
0: Oh, before that, sorry, don't forget drunk Bishop and um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Pyro, Pyro, Bishop, and Pyro already drunk before the party really starts. Yeah, they are they are clearly like staggering, and I don't like.
1: Unless it's because they're both startled by the horse coming into the room, but maybe it's that. But they both do look a little intoxicated to me. So, all right, continue. All right. So, while <laughs> this is all such like a, a sappy teen drama at this point, I fucking love hmm. it so much. But so, Kate sees, sees Rachel Summers and says, Rachel tells her she should make a speech and Kate's like, oh, I should say a few words. And Rachel, of course, is all ears for her. But before Kate could talk to her, Kurt, a Nightcrawler comes jumping in and giving her a big hug. And it's all a big Excalibur reunion at this point. And he actually gave, gives her back her Star of David necklace that he saved from her original body. And then when she looks back to see Rachel, Rachel's gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Next, right after that, who shows up screaming Kate fucking pride <laughs> with her own mariachi band?
0: Yeah, I love that. Appearing <laughs> with a mariachi, that's very magic. Fucking
1: Ileana showing up with her own, her own
0: party favor. Yeah, this book, until the very end, is very suggestive. <laughs> It's more than suggestive. Yes, until so the I end. Love the it. end is... I fucking
1: love it. So she storms in, jumps on top of her screaming kitty. Then they like basically roll around <laughs> until they're fucking interrupted by goddamn Sebastian
0: Shaw. Who is like praying? Does she remember? Does she remember? <laughs> I know who
1: is petrified
0: <laughs> and trying
1: his best not to show it. And so he gives her that, you remember a few issues ago when he was using the five's power to age up a bottle of whiskey, he Mm. gives her, he gives her that bottle of whiskey to celebrate her, her rebirth. And she just like acts like she couldn't be happier. And like, just like, is just full on sabotage Kate, swing of that drink and then tells Ileana to get her out of there. They um make their Irish exit, as Ileana calls it,
0: love it, and but also they didn't clarify, can she now use a gate?
1: She rode in on horseback along the beach,
0: but that's more of an entrance thing, you know,
1: yeah, but like she must have uh, yeah, I don't know, I, yeah. yeah, or she she was reborn there already, so maybe she just hadn't left yet, remember, yeah, yeah, so she yeah. was already on Krukoa. so, so anyway, she and she and Ileana get themselves a cheeseburger. We miss all what now. I just need a whole issue of them eating that cheeseburger or like and changing clothes, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, she puts her coat back on and she shows up, gets a tattoo from this lady who's about to go on a date, slams all this money down, gets her new knuckles, gets another knuckle tattoo, makes out with this other woman who kind of looks a little bit like Ileana, so which she could have just done at the cheeseburger place. Yeah. So anyway, so it ends with her heading out of the tattoo parlor, the tattoo artist asking if there's anything else she could help her with. She turns around and says, Yeah. Which way to the harbour while showing her new knuckle tattoos, which say I'll let you say it, since it's your boy <laughs> Kill Shaw. <laughs> and that with her star of David on too and her in her curly hair. It's again.
0: really badass, yeah. yeah it's it's pretty
1: fucking badass, man. Like It's another solid fucking Marauders issue and another solid fucking Kate Pride issue. And I'm glad she came back as, as sassy Kate again, you know, like.
0: So let's get into this. Cause the first thing I saw about this issue, the headline, of course, headlines are always misleading, but the headline was confirmed Kitty and Rachel are lesbian lovers. Now actually reading the book, you could take that. Like obviously Kitty's bisexual now, obviously.
1: Oh, one yeah.
0: yeah. I'm very happy that that part is confirmed at least. Yeah, that's that's more that's fine. Now, I didn't read Excalibur where a lot of like did people say that back in the day that Rachel and Kitty should be together? Yes. There yeah, were was a lot was of
1: yeah, there were a lot of suggestions between Kitty and and Rachel especially in the Excalibur days.
0: Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, that explains that. But uh, no, but it's Again, cool. this
1: is like '80s, '90s suggestion, so it's it's you have to like.
0: Yeah, they couldn't
1: actually say it exactly. Yeah. You have to be of that mindset to kind of see it, and if you're not, you might miss it. You know, like.
0: No, that's good. No, well, now I want people to actually be able to separate the two things because um I don't know if you watch you don't watch the boys right the the, the I actual do not, show no, I don't. Um, there was a scene recently where a character was forcefully had to come out and the like her media group the, the wonder woman version of character the media group was saying okay we're gonna put you out there as a lesbian and her girlfriend's like well she's bisexual yeah but the public doesn't want to confuse the two so you're a lesbian right now i hope people on either or side don't go well kitty's a lesbian now like be able to the actual to say no she's bisexual like that's i think so
1: i mean most at least most in the kitty shipping to either iliana or rachel because the you know like those are the two of the biggest people that she's often in same-sex relationships with in people's minds you know like based on context clues within yeah. mutants and x-men and excalibur but no at least that group has always defined her as bisexual they've just i think really leaned in more toward she clearly loves these two women more than she loves colossus though
0: yeah, and that that's fine. I just I, I don't want to see people go like, well, let's ignore the history she had with like no. Iceman totally. and yeah. you know, Colossus. Like it doesn't have to be either or. Like she is yeah. clearly bisexual because she has a history of men. So that wasn't a lie. Yeah. She did not seem like she was hiding anything. And now she's an adult woman to accept herself sexually, to like both. Like I like distinction instead of saying black and white, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I hope yeah. I we will always identify. Identify her as bisexual here. That's for damn sure.
0: Yeah. So I give Marauders
1: five stars. Five fucking stars, man! You give me solid cake Pride content, you know it gets five stars automatically
0: <laughs> So today I will be reading, or probably tomorrow, more likely, be reading all the Sword of X material. I will be and too. I already
1: read X Men Twelve. I'm gonna read Juggernaut next, and then I'll I'll hit up the actual Swords book.
0: Did so? You're, you already read both Excaliburs, also?
1: Yeah, I think so. They came out okay. like last week, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read them. All right, so oh, i have to. Dive. Guys, get ready. We're gonna finally get to our first mega crossover, super duper fantabulous event in yes. the X Men universe. Yes, we are. Let's see. I've I've been trying to avoid spoilers on Twitter. Oh, me too. I have man. seen people going like that was insane, or they really pulled all the stop. Like kind of buzzwords, but like okay, people are impressed so far. People are having it. People are yeah. liking it right now. So that gets me excited to know that it's going somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: from what you've already told me about the X-Men issue alone, how yeah. a lot of the dots are connecting.
1: Yeah. Like by the end of that issue, I was like,
0: oh, shit. That's why? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm very excited to see what that's about. Yes. Yeah. So guys. You'll know, you'll know
1: exactly the moment based on yeah. that's why. <laughs>
0: well guys thank you for listening thank you for being fans thank you for being patient for our episodes we hope yes. this episode hopefully will be out this weekend yeah the, hopefully... I'm yeah so we're looking at
1: we're recording this wednesday night and yeah. i'm hoping to get it up some i'm hoping to get it up by friday morning Yeah, and then
0: more ways than one
1: and then yeah right and then <laughs> maybe this weekend do you want to start? Fucking twelve. On, uh <laughs> Yeah, dude. I just go, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I know what you said, but yeah, for sure. That'd be great too. You know, like whatever, uh, by Friday, if, we,
0: if either one of those things happen, the good Lord is with great. Us, you
1: know?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm hoping this weekend we, re- we can record and Monday yeah. we can have a new fresh yeah. episode. Out. So
1: yeah, I'd like to get that out. But so we, I'd like us to be, I, me too, you know, me included here. Like, I, yeah, I'm going to try to keep us more regular as on this x of swords event especially so because i think oh, we got to keep go up fast. for sure so yeah. i know it's gonna go fast
0: like every fucking week there's gonna be yeah
1: so three issues might, of this event yeah, yeah we might have to just churn out a bunch of episodes uh, at least we'll have an actual order we can go in because then yeah, we have to. that'd be cool that'd be cool <laughs> all right so all right get used to our voices because i think they're coming at you more rapidly soon
0: bam bam so josh where can
1: they find you still haven't still haven't memorized my Twitter handle have you i I'm letting you say it all right at experience X-Brarian, X-Brarian. Like, <laughs> you'll never know which one of us said that that was such a spot on imitation. I've no like it I thought maybe like there was an echo of my own voice back, but then I remember I don't have my headphones in, so it couldn't be that um and they can find you where. <laughs> I'm watching you. Oh, Oh, go ahead.
0: (laughs) At Madman. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Sorry, listeners. He had to yell. I thought he was gonna like imitate my voice on the show. No, I wanted to
1: blow his eardrums out from years of having him pull shit on me.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) At Madman 2005. Thank you guys for supporting us. 2005. (laughs) I, I post really funny things. Please love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. They're, they're so shiny. <laughs> they're very shiny. Yes, yeah, that are shiny suits. That's the thing you love most about them. Is it? <laughs> the shininess of their suits. Yeah, probably. All right, get it. us out of here so I can get my dog out of the crate. All right, guys. Live happy, enjoy life, and always, always remember we will see you. Swords of X time.